Greetings, and welcome to the podcast. It's been said by some scientists that we humans are hardwired to believe in God. It seems even tribes in the most remote parts of the world, almost completely cut off from the rest of the human community, carry some kind of religious beliefs. Now, you might be thinking that this is a load of nonsense, confident in your belief in non-belief, non-belief of a higher being, that is. However, what's been said is not that we are hardwired to believe in gods of religious texts. What's implied is that we all have a tendency to focus on a bigger picture, a higher purpose, a larger meaning than what we can directly see in our immediate surroundings. Yet it's often from our surroundings that we get a sense of the hand of God at work. A beautiful mountain scene or the organized madness of a major city both give us the sense of belonging to something greater than ourselves. In classical foundationalism, properly basic beliefs are those that are self-evident. If you see a tree in front of you and you believe that it is indeed a tree in front of you, the justification for this belief comes not from other propositional beliefs, but from sense experience itself. When you see someone suffering and immediately feel sorry for them, you don't justify your belief that they are suffering based on rationalization, but on your own sense of sadness. And if you believe that it's right and good to comfort them, that belief needs no justification from other propositional beliefs either. What about some other basic senses that we have about other people and the things we come into contact with? Consider some uncomfortable beliefs. What about someone who holds bigoted beliefs, who has an inescapable sense of disdain for someone with a different skin color, or who speaks a foreign language? Can they claim their prejudicial belief to be a properly basic belief? After all, they may claim that the sense is immediate. This thought may disturb you, but here's the thing. Imagine a child growing up in a completely homogeneous environment with no exposure to ideas about people who look differently, speak differently, and act differently toward each other. Does it seem plausible that that child would come to have racist beliefs? It's possible that they wouldn't develop ideas about other kinds of people at all, let alone come to have racist beliefs. Yet, they would be quite capable of seeing the so-called hand of God at work in their surroundings. Again, say, the sense of awe they receive from the beauty they perceive in nature, or works of art, or the love they feel in the presence of certain other people. So, to call racism, for example, a properly basic belief in the same way that a belief in a higher power would be called a properly basic belief would seem to be intellectually dishonest. You could extend that argument and say that a child raised in an environment without direct exposure to, say, trees, and never given any information about them, wouldn't spontaneously develop ideas about trees. Well, who knows, maybe all that spooky stuff you might have heard about some primitive information being coded into our DNA is true. There's no solid evidence of that being the case at present moment, though, so we can only come to the conclusion that our ideas about most things, prejudicial inclinations or types of organic matter, animated or otherwise, are inferences from experience and evolve over time. So it would seem that a belief in God, or some higher being, a prime mover if you will, is a more properly basic belief than a belief about, say, the existence of racism or trees, as pointed out in the previous example. But is that belief hardwired? Or is it an inference made much more quickly due to the frequency of appearances of things that inspire a sense of awe or wonder? 
a result of the workings of the same cognitive mechanism that makes the formation of all concepts possible. Either way, our tendency toward religious thinking seems unavoidable. So what about those who claim to not believe in God? You've probably met a person or two so rabid in their non-belief that even some of your Christian friends might take a step away and say, Yo, easy with the dogmatism, bro. Or sister. The tendency for people to get wrapped up in social and political ideologies with a religious fervor is, no doubt, born of the same cognitive mechanism that drives people to their local churches, synagogues, and mosques on prescribed days of worship. To think that you can escape the tendency toward dogmatism may make you especially vulnerable to falling into the trap of zealotry. Look at the world around you today. You likely view it through the lens of social media. Do you have a sense that we are overcoming our propensity for tribalism and dogmatic adherence to abstract ideas we take to be true about the world? Ideas we take to be as true as the idea that what goes up must come down, or holding your hand over an open flame brings the pain? What seemed to be the end of history now seems to have been just a break in the action, and we sense that the great machine of history is coming back online. All around us we hear the creaking and groaning of it, cogs turning, smoke billowing. Every ideology grist for the mill, every punch thrown in vain. A Machiavellian touch on the shoulder from behind, followed by a whisper in your ear. Hedge those bets, friend, it says. There are those who claim to hope that one day we'll live a more, I don't know, Star Trek-like existence, and that we'll shed our desire for God and become gods unto ourselves, maybe. It's a nice dream, but does that look like it's going to happen anytime soon? Anyway, as always, thanks for listening. Until next time.